Welcome to the Mike Hewitt Show, 10 years and growing. It's about family, business, work, and politics like you've never heard it before. Yep, it's true. There's more than just a touch of wry humor mixed in. And now your host, Mike Hewitt. Folks, I am Mike Hewitt, co-host Miles Bauer. Miles, I got to start with a line from America's Final Beginning, the book that I wrote a million years ago. So here's the sentence, folks. you got to put up with me for a minute because I'm actually going somewhere with it. Drifted off for a moment to his younger days when his father had complained that young people defined being wrong as being caught. Now it seemed that being caught was no longer a problem either. I, I start with that because I'm, I'm still stewing, frankly, over the Hunter Biden circumstance. And so, the, of course, I'm reading a, from Politico.com. They write an article, did Hunter Biden get off easy? We asked the experts. Of course, the experts said no, uh, that plea bargains are pretty commonplace. And they're right, Miles Bauer. Plea bargains, 97% of criminal offenses are settled in the hallway as a plea bargain. That is accurate. But what sets both my hairs on fire, folks, is that this isn't a common cir- circumstance. In any time of hierarchy crime, whether it's drug-related, prostitution, cartels dragging people across the border against their their uh, desire or in favor of their desire, which whichever cartels you want to point at, any time there's a hierarchy of criminals, not like sometimes or most of the time, every single instance that I could find these plea bargains were very different. Instead of making some nonsensical hallway deal, they would put the hammer on the person that was in a capacity to turn in the people above them in every single instance I could find. And got to tell you, I spent three hours Googling and doing DuckDuckGo.com, going to the library. I haven't been to the library never. I physically went to the library to try to prove myself wrong on this, I'm not. So when it wasn't a sweetheart deal, no, it was more of the crime family. Miles, it goes to your point when you said that the swamp is not going to police itself. Is that true? Yeah, and the the uh, thing that, that kind of fries me a little bit about this is that they went for the lowest possible crimes, and they're trying to inflate them into a uh, big deal yet they never examined the laptop they never examined the communications between hunter and china and the ukraine and russia they never examined where the money even came from that he didn't pay taxes on right they all they did was pursue the lowest common denominator and just said, well, you know, this is basically just a speeding ticket. Right. And, and they did that on purpose. So they could, they could publicly flog him and then dismiss it and have everybody go, ooh, shiny, and then move on. That's my interpretation. Right. But, but listen, when you've got, you, t- you mentioned the laptop, there was some significant documentation from every report I was able to find within that laptop that pointed at now what's become cliche, the big guy. And so, folks, when I say hierarchy of crime, you know exactly what I'm getting at. And the, the 
Joe Biden or whoever the actual president is, they were absolutely not going to allow this to turn into a hierarchy of crime circumstance. Even though I defy you, you cannot find an example. Well, you can. You can find it all over in every banana republic, third world nation dictatorship you find. But not in the United States criminal justice system. This vacates every example that I could find. But listen, I got to set all that aside because the other the other side of this is how we want to be represented to the world. And there's well, some. Hang on, hang on one one uh, second. Okay. I, I've been uh, curious about this, given that uh, you you had a federal firearms uh, license. I still do. Yeah, and so I'm just curious if I walk into your store and I fill out a form and I lie on it, am I in trouble or no? I, listen, it, it's it's funny that you mention that because the Biden administration has redone what's called the Form 4473 form. And so it used to be, when I say used to be, we're talking about actually in, in his first year of being in office before his change came in. I think that form, I don't want to, I think the form is now dated December 22, um, was is the latest or the, the most recent form that you must use. By the way, on that, the Form 4473 asks if you're male, female, or binary. So somehow our federal government has bought into, uh, that's not science, folks. We can debate that another day, but it's not science. That aside, if you fraudulently complete this, and it's got the disclosure on the back of the form you're filling out, and in every line it refers you, see the disclosure at whatever n- numeric line it does. It is a felony to lie. And... By the way, if he would have been properly charged, he would never be able to buy, at least in Michigan, who thinks that a, a, a pellet pistol, a pellet gun that's shaped like a pistol is a firearm. He couldn't have bought a pellet gun in the state of Michigan if he would have completed the form properly. But, but charges and all, all ah, listen, it gets into nonsensical nonsense. But to your greater point, yes, it is a felony for you to present yourself as something that you are not. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought that they kind of conveniently wrote, wrote that off as if, well, you know, we never really prosecute these ever. Uh, and so I wanted to a- ask you, as someone who, who is in this, do, do they actually pursue people that lie on those uh, forms. They do. And listen, part of part, in fact, I got myself on a tangent, so I apologize. Part of the change that the Biden administration provided to the form 4473 and the direction that they give to Nick's background check people is, so for instance, if I'm reading, I'm literally reading the form to a Nick's background um, personnel. So I'm reading your name, your your address, your social security number. It used to be that they would just deny it. Okay, the guy's got a felony background. He's not qualified. It's denied. If there's a question on it, then you'd get the report of delay. And under the Brady law, Brady law, that gives three business days for them to comply with either coming forward with an approval or a denial. But what, what Biden's administration has changed is that if they know that you're lying on the form, something new, Going specific to your point, now they could, now they can legally ask for your address. In the past, they didn't get it. They were only collecting identifying information. 
They they're not supposed to ask what kind of firearm you're purchasing. They they weren't they were not in days gone by allowed to ask things like address in that initial report. Now they specifically want it because they could very well come to visit you. you. I think that more more pertinently addresses your view. But listen, Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, they don't care about those laws. And I say that earnestly because they they care about the laws that they enact for you, folks, but obviously not for them. That's a whole different universe. They tripped over themselves. And don't 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 they come down really hard now on um, sporting goods uh, owners? Listen, there's a lot of folks that carry a federal firearms license like myself where I'm at my, when it renews next year, I will not renew it. Um, and I've had it for a very long time. I don't need the liability, the headache. I don't need the the surprise audits. I don't need to be assumed that I'm a criminal before I'm a law-abiding citizen. Forget that I've got a squeaky clean legal background. They don't just give you a federal firearms license. I don't like the assumption of guilt in advance of anything. They've changed it to the point where reasonable-minded people don't want to be near them. And so to your point, yes, they're coming down on people. They do stings. They're, they're, they're doing what I think of affectionately as entrapments. Typically in government fashion, they're not trying to catch wrongdoers. They're trying to cause you to do wrong. Reasonable-minded people don't want anything to do with that. Listen, though, we've got to go to a break. Stay with us, folks, because we've got an incredible amount of stuff that we need to share with you. Okay, Miles Bauer, before we move on, I, you got to connect the dots for me and for the folks listening. Tell me how the the FFL, the federal firearms license application, or that, that legalese, how does that line up with Hunter Biden? Yeah, so when he was purchasing a firearm on the document, when he was obviously doing drugs, and the evidence is sitting there on the on the laptop while he's he's actively doing drugs. He said on the form he was not he was not doing drugs at all. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I I get that. I think the way the question I wished I had it in front of me, um, but I think the question asks you. I, I shouldn't say this because they've rewritten it. I'll bring the form in so next week, let's touch on that when I've actually got it in front of me. Uh, just to, because you got to remember, they're the party of define the word is. So if, right. when they read a sentence, if they can define is in a way that takes them down a, a happy-go-lucky coat slung over their shoulder like Andy Griffith while they're doing drugs and chasing porn stars, except, I, they listen, they, they live in a vacuum all into their, all into their own. But before I moved from Hunter, the part that really got me and is where I started right before the break is that I remember for years and years and years the the far left of the left Democrats in total talked about how the Republican Party or conservatives in general did not keep up uh, the, you know the proper protocol with our world our, our world image was always being tarnished the left always was concerned about how we look to the rest of the world. And I'm sure, Miles, you and I could tell 
three three hours worth of showtime just to talk about the various things that they said about Reagan, your your guys shrub one and shrub two, um, right. all the way back as far as I can remember, the left has always been up to its eyeballs and attacking the right for how we look on the world stage, but they bring uh, <laughs> they bring Hunter Biden to a to a state dinner at the White House. That's a big deal, folks. Uh, that's a big deal. So this guy's three days away from getting his happy-go-lucky, you screwed up, but we're going to slap you on the wrist and pat the big guy on the back kind of kind of uh, charge and dismissal of charges. Uh, I, I, and they got this guy at a state dinner. So the, the premier from India, what do you think his story is when he goes, when he goes home? Um, you, know, you know he's going to get asked was, did Hunter Biden look like a cocaine addict? Does, did he have his illegally purchased firearm? Did he have <laughs> – how does that fit into the left's persona of who we should be on the world stage? How do they think this way, Miles? The voters. Yeah. And, you know, the, the uh, key, key thing here is, is that I don't think anybody's trying to beat up Hunter for who Hunter is. He's obviously a wonderful guy. But yeah. but what is but what is spooky is were the transactions he facilitated while his father Joe was vice president and potentially president right and and does that have an impact on legislation that we had back at the end of the Obama administration or legislation that's occurring now or foreign policy decisions that is the really spooky part is is the president of the united states compromised he's got 10 million dollars in his account that just magically appeared and and by the way they spent six years yelling about trump's tax returns but but they're but but joe biden's and and by the way folks i'm not trying to do a this is okay because of that that's not what i'm saying but the law should be for everybody it should right. not only be for Donald Trump, it should also be for you, me, and Joe Biden. Hang on, there's that part again. And Joe Biden. And it's not. That's not how this system works. So they take this drunken slob uh, who's a felon by anybody's definition. Right. They take him to a state dinner. That's how they want to represent us to not only India but the world. So there's pictures of that all over MSNBC, this happy-go-lucky Hunter Biden is there. Listen, we're a banana republic. If this is how our judiciary is going to function, and this is how the White House wants to be seen, I, I'm sorry, folks. This is this isn't partisanship. This is off the hook buffoonery. It is. It is. You can't be defined as anything but banana republic. It can't. It just cannot. Oh, um, and then uh, and then on on uh, top of that. ABC, CBS, NBC, MSNBC, CNN, they spend zero minutes right. on, on those bribery scandals. Right. And then you and I get on the radio and we wonder, what, why, why are certain people living in a different world than the one you and I are in? Right. And, and I've, t- I've talked about it before. I've got a mother-in-law. She's 89. She's truly a wonderful person. She's a Democrat, been a lifelong Democrat. Uh, she's an honest person, by the way. We disagree on policy issues. We disagree respectfully. But, Miles, it goes to your point. When we have, a, when her and I have these conversations about things like Hunter Biden or the, or the shenanigans that Gretchen Whitmer here in the great state of Michigan has done, 
She looks at me with a, like, like, what the heck are you talking about? It isn't that she disagrees with me. She's not hearing any of this from her sources of news, and her news is on all day long. Every day, all day, you go to her house. The only breakaway she does from the news is things shows like The View. That is her source of information. Oh, God. Exactly what I said. Exactly what I said. And she's a nice person, but she does not know. So you've got over half of America. I'll say that again. Over half of America. So almost the entire Democrat voting popula. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to get myself in trouble here, but I'd venture about a third of the Republican side or conservative side that put their head down and they follow only those things that they agree with. They don't want to hear anything that takes away from whatever their viewpoint is. So they just want ideological confirmation rather than news, hence the term entertainment news. Right. I, but Miles, I think this is a dangerous place for us to be in. Well, you know, the the one thing that I find in, in uh, encouraging is that, as I've said before in the show, I think RFK Jr. is an original type of Democrat. And his his numbers are actually growing. Oh, yeah. He's in a 20-plus 20, 20 percent range now, whereas two months ago or six weeks ago, he was, he was a single-digit guy. He, he, so, he is climbing. So when uh, Biden goes to some trouble spot, then they, they go there and clean it up and say, look, there there is nothing here. But when when you had RFK Jr. a couple days ago walking up and down the streets of San, San Francisco and showing how it really is on those streets, that is huge. You are, That is getting to people that normally wouldn't see that. I absolutely agree. So listen, let me change gears just slightly before we get away from Hunter and those group uh, groups of of uh, <laughs> folks, Jesse Waters and I like by by the way I like Jesse Waters, but Jesse Waters shares the theory about Hunter's laptop. He maintains the FBI and the CIA CIA has this as a blackmail against Joe, and and I I thought wow he's now officially captain of the good ship Lollipop. He actually thinks that these alphabet soup groups that we think are various law enforcement administrative departments, he actually thinks that they're looking for a thumb to put on Joe's head, when in reality of it is, is they're, on, they're all on the same ball team. That they, and I would venture to guess that they're having these conversations in advance. How are we going to handle the, Biden, the, the, the Hunter circumstance? How are we going to handle the state dinner with the, prim, the, the, premier from, uh, uh, the, the prime minister from India? That, that folks... These things are not disconnected. Miles Bauer, you were spot on those times that you've said that the, the swamp is not going to police itself. We're down to just seconds before break. Any final thoughts on that topic, Miles Bauer? Um, the, the other joke that I thought was the Durham re report, I think I, I said the same thing when Durham first, first investigated he didn't indict anybody. He just basically wrote a book. Yeah, he wrote a safety book. You know, that, that's exactly what he did. Listen, folks, we've got a whole bunch more. We're just getting going. Stay with us, and we'll, we'll be back before you can even possibly imagine it.
Welcome back, folks. If you are just tuning in, though, my name is Mike Hewitt, co-host Miles Bauer. And listen, we're proud to be broadcasting from our flagship station here in beautiful Holland, Michigan, right on the shores of Lake Michigan, WHTC, 1450 AM and 99.7 FM. And we are blessed to have affiliates across several states. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you very, very much for joining us. All right, Miles Bauer, you went off on Durham right at the very end of the last segment. Uh, so I'm, it happens to be the next thing on our list. Durham goes off on FBI CIA shift for brains during Wednesday testimony. What was your opinion of that? I'm going to guess you watched it or read about it, but what was your opinion on Durham's exchange? Well, I, it, it just seemed hollow to me. Like, like I said at the end of the last um, segment, you know, uh, when, when another special counsel comes out with a re- report, they also bring indictments against people. Right. And, and Durham just seemed to say, you know, the, the FBI didn't do their job correctly and the CIA didn't and the Department of Justice. And it's very unfortunate. And I wish that they would have, but Chucky Derns. Listen, even some of, of, of the Democratic congressional representatives, even some of them made fun of the report. Of course, that's their job. They've got to, uh, in truth. But the fun they were making is, you didn't indict Hunter. I thought there was a case there, according to the right. You didn't indict anybody. I thought, what what have you been doing for millions of dollars in several years? I don't know about you, Miles Bauer, but I, I, I when you first offered that comment several years ago, um, you, you know, about the swamp not investigating itself, back then I guess I, I interpreted it as kind of just cliche, not hyperbolic, but cliche, and the the sad part about it is it's actually spot on. That's not going to happen. Um, and we've not seen that in the last decade. So we have all of these people, they're big, like, big gigantic law firms with huge sponge, sponges for tax dollars, and nothing ever comes of any of it. I mean, nothing. It, it, it's, all, it's, all, it's all smoke and mirrors. Is my interpretation, am I being negative on this wrongfully or? No, no, no. And the, you know, the, the uh, thing is what, what is, what is kind of disheartening is that a lot of these people, their kids go to school with their other kids to the same school. Right. They, they, they go out to dinner. Right. They, they go to the same parties. Yep. And yet somehow on TV, they want to appear as if it's a a, a battle, but it isn't. Right. I think there's a lot of truth to that, especially on the lawyer side of this. And by the way, folks, if you're a lawyer and you're listening, I'm not attacking. I usually do. In this instance, I'm not attacking your industry, but I'm saying there's a commonality in an association there that does not allow jurisprudence, in my opinion. So now we're hung up on decorum and they're hung up on feeding red meat to the lions, us. And but but not actually doing anything. So everybody gets rich, nothing happens, and the same conniving. Uh, ah, it's something else. Listen, let's change gears. Well, yeah, I mean, it would be like if you and I, if every week got on this this show and we just sat there and fought for an hour. But some folks like that. 
Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, and I won't go into names because it doesn't matter, but there's some show hosts that that's what the show is, is they're screaming at the microphone or they're arguing with each other. They're having big shootouts and all the cliches and terms that go with that. I would rather run through these things and try to cause folks to think, not only folks, yep. but me and you. And I think right. the whole point of what we're doing is to say, let's slow to navigation speed and think our way through. That's what right. I'm hoping we achieve. All right, so I'm reading an article from zerohedge.com. Are chemicals stocks the canary in the coal mine? And the article in general is 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 very concerned. Uh, and, and by the way, Miles, you're probably reading the same stuff I am. But a lot of the folks on a global level, and I hate to use that word, but they're very concerned about the direction of Western society's economy. I'm very concerned about it. And But when I drive around in town, the roads are loaded with people. They're out, I mean, downtown Holland, folks, beautiful city, but there's people everywhere on vacation in Holland. They're spending money, they're going into shops, they're eating ice cream. And then I go back and I read more for show prep and everything's gloom and doom on the global markets. And, and Miles, help me out because you're truly, I say this earnestly, you're much more versed on the economic side than I am. I'm trying to make the fear line up with the, 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 the busy highways of people going every way where doing things and spending money. Help me connect the dots. Well, you know, like uh, go, going back to your point that you talked about the prime minister of India being here. Right. I suspect, and this and three dollars and fifty cents will buy you a Coke. That's <laughs> something. But um, I I suspect what the backstory was to that is that Biden gave him a whole blob of money. Right. Because he wants the U.S. to have a presence in that that part of the world. Sure. So that China doesn't take over that whole section. Right. I think you're exactly right about that. And and specifically to your point on China, they're eating our lunch globally. Their use of the of the term or the concept soft power is unparalleled. They watched what we did the 40s, 50s, 60s and said, holy smokes, we can do that, only we can do it better. And they are. So I, I, and part of it, by the way, is ideological. So if you somewhere on our show notes... Uh, is is a a article we we can go there for a minute from the the uh, African nations that are breaking with the United States and leaning towards China and the reason is the reason is important folks because we're tying all of the help we're willing to give them so we're they're not asking for the help by the way we're going there and we're willing to give them some help as long as we do the transgender politics the the LGBTQ alphabet soup complex, as long as, as long as they buy into all of these far fringe left United States domestic topics, if they buy into all of that, then they're on board with our checkbook, even though there's nothing in our checkbook, by the way. But, um, but, and, di but didn't we make reference to this when we were talking with VDH about, doesn't that all go back to ESG? It does. Victor Davis Hanson folks, is who he's talking about. Great interview, by the way. You did a great job last week, Miles. But we did bring it up. What was his point? No, he, he was saying that, uh, and I, this is something I uh, didn't know. He he made reference to that the U.N. started that in the early 70s. 1972 
is when the ESG initiative was launched and it became a trillion dollars funded operation in 2004. And so throughout our adult life miles, you and I have stood around and watched things slide each year going, what in the world's going on? How is that happening? What's going on here? And so right. the debate was always been, we changed when Roe v. Wade can play. So both sides of the divide have had things like that that they pointed to as measures of negative change from their perspective. And the reality of it is, and VDH, Victor Davis Hanson, I think, steered us down the right path with this, is that we're, we're, <laughs> we're sent over here arguing over nonsensical things. Um, you know, the entire nation engaged in a debate over transgenderism that, again, represents less than 1% of the public. We're tying foreign aid to it. You go, wait a minute, what is this? It's the same thing, folks. For people from our generation and before us, you and I, Miles Bauer, have often talked about what would our fathers say. And go, how in the world could a culture like that change so dramatically, especially in the last 10 years? And the answer is absolutely the United Nations and DSG. And I hate to say that because it, you know, it automatically is the conspiracy stuff. But folks, if you don't believe, go to the United Nations website, look up ESG. It's not Mike Hewitt's opinion. They articulate it. Their goal is their goal is absolutely global governance. They don't beat around the bush about it. They don't hesitate to say how they're using ESG. It's not my opinion. It's their spoken word. So it's a big deal. Folks, stay with us. We've got to go to a break, but we'll be right back. Mike Hewitt here. When I was young, I'd have never believed the freedoms Americans would trade away. What was once rugged individualism is now being poured through the funnel of compliance. Everything is measured, documented, regulated, taxed, and stamped with a nonsensical acronym. I call it the alphabet soup complex. Be compliant. Don't question. BCDQ. I mean, don't be silly. Why would a 62-year-old grandparent resist having their state-issued identification digitally recorded and shared throughout an unsecured network as proof they're old enough to buy a bottle of wine? They say, you don't understand. If we sell 10 bottles of wine, we need to capture 10 IDs to prove to our once benevolent system of self-governance that we follow the law. I say to the younger generations, as older folks, we owe you an apology. You can't imagine the freedoms we've surrendered for a pittance. Enough already. Find the Mike Hewitt Show on Spotify and Apple Podcast. You'll like it. So, Miles Bauer, you and I have touched on this over the last couple of weeks because it's really been ringing in my head, this, this, the, the concept of compliance. And so forget the government for a minute and forget the corporations that are cowtailing to the government. It's all about liability, by the way, folks. If you're trying to figure out why the local gas station, that, by the way, has 50, 50 other gas stations as part of its corporation, if you're thinking, why would they cowtail? It's, it's liability and fear. But it gets to the point where I start to ask the obvious. What do they do with the information? Uh, that's the first part. So they've got my, my, my name, my my driver's license number, my home address, my sex, my merit, everything. What do they do with that? Does it just sit there? No, I don't believe it. And by the way, once they tie it to what what flavor wine I bought or what liquor I bought, or by the way, cigarettes also, so it's about sin, 
tax products that they're storing this information on. If you look at me, you don't need to wonder, is this guy over 21? You don't need to wonder that. But you do need to wonder, why is everybody online in line that's my age and up going, yeah, okay, I don't care. And, and Miles, I know that we've talked about this, but I, yeah. when we can't, when we step back from this for a minute, and it's where we went right before the break, when I start saying, why have we in a single generation surrendered so much? We really have. And so, Jared, I'm not trying to throw you underneath the bus. We've touched on this with you on the air before, and the attitude from folks your age was, I don't care if they collect that stuff about me. I don't care. I'm going to get my bottle of wine. I'm going to go home, and that's the end of the story. And I don't. I'm not trying to drag you into the debate, but is that a? Am I recapturing your thoughts on that? Fine. Yeah, I would say so. I I think a lot of folks kind of assume the information that they're gathering in that instance is relatively insignificant, and so they think not much of it in the instance that they're handing it over. But except for. We've done literally entire episodes on people stealing identification. I worked with a person, this is 15 years ago, that owned a Cadillac and a house he'd never been to either in Detroit, Michigan. Somebody got his identification and turned themselves into a new person. That happened to be this guy that used to score greatly on the Empirica credit score. Now not so much, or he's probably redeemed it by now. But stealing identity, so I'm looking at, and this is where I'm going to get, I'm going to get myself right in trouble. But I'm looking at somebody with with pins all over their eye, eyebrows and tattoos all over their forehead, gauged ears, and I, I'm going, no, I'm not sharing my information with you digitally. I'm sorry. And if this employer thinks that you're a great representative of their company, and so they got somebody just like you in all 50 stores, all 50 of those people now have access to the data that could easily allow any of them to know where I live, to know whether I've got alcohol in my home, to know everything about me, my height, my weight, my sex, my driver's license, my entire legal name, my picture, so that they can take that and cause themselves their own identification to be made with that. I don't get the. I don't get why folks, Miles, and it's your term because when we've talked off to the air, you've pointed out that this is generational. Yours and my generation, maybe the last generation that's all twisted up over privacy rights. Is that true? Yeah, although one one aside, it isn't ju- just wine. The 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 thing that makes me a little bit nervous now is that every firearm transaction, every purchase of ammo has to be re reported. That's only in Illinois though. That that's a handful of states. So in other words, if you come to if you came to Mike Hewitt with my federal firearms license, um, I, I I specifically do not tell the government about your ammunition purchases, the federal government. They don't ask, I don't tell. And, right. and 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 they'll know that you purchased a handgun, actually a pistol, a rifle, or an other. They don't know that it was a Browning high power. They don't know that it was, you know, an evil black rifle that looks a lot like the pellet gun that we've seen in, you know, shows from the 40s and 50s. They don't ask those questions. That's Illinois. And that's right. because the folks in Illinois, the, the people, not the government, the people vote for the folks that want that kind of control. 
And I stand right. back truly, whether it's Michigan. Now, Michigan's right behind you, by the way. But, right. Now, the only, only thing I, I would say, and now I will now put my tinfoil hat on going right. back to the collection of, of data. Yep. So I'm I'm going to be shrill, but what is what is spooky to me is that China all already has a a social credit score. Right. How their employees uh, comply with the government and how they don't. Correct. And what what bothers me about the collection of this data is the potential that that now becomes a part of the U.S. and that they've got all that data on you. They're working And they on, know how much yep. wine is in your house and yep. how they, many firearms you have. They, they are working on it. And so, and by the way, to your very last point, part of the Obama administration with Obamacare. So I'm at my cardiologist with a, just a general annual checkup. Cardiologist, do you have any firearms in your home? I said, how's your sex life, doc? And he moved on to the next question. Um, but I got to pause because I'm still looking at Jared, and we're always talking about the difference in generations. So, folks, just to prove that I'm extra stupid, I bought a 1970s VW. Um, and so I'm on my way to the studio uh, the other day, uh, and it died at the halfway mark because that's how cars, cars were built in 1974. And it's, it's <laughs> that just hasn't changed. But here's where I'm going. It's a compliment actually, Jared, to your generation, because all of our, all the old folks are always looking at the young folks, always, by the way, every generation is looking at the young folks going, what the heck happened? But you got hundreds and hundreds of cars going zigzagging all over around me in my little VW bug. Two people pulled over, both of them were about your age, Jared, Mm. both of them were out working, they had absolutely no reason in the world to stop and help some old guy push some old piece of junk off the road. I tell you that because when we get into these conversations, if you're sitting at home or you're driving down the road, you can think, holy smokes, the whole world's going to heck. And you know what, folks? It really isn't. So the the, the folks that are in Washington, D.C. or our state capitals that pat themselves on the back and are perpetually you know, fixing their hair as they find mirrors to take pictures of themselves in, they represent our debates in our culture. But regular people, most people are good. The overwhelming majority of people, regardless of age and generation, most people are pretty good. Um, Jared, am I wrong? No, I, I think that's pretty accurate. Um, I, I just, I only say that because we, when we, not just our show, but in the news in general, um, and especially on social media, it's like one bucket of negative after the other. I wanted to make sure before I ran out of time today, I got to say two people in their 20s pulled over on really busy roads and ran out and helped me push this thing. I thought was a big deal to me. It really was. So I don't know if they're going to hear this, but if you do, folks, thank you very much for your for your uh, help. Miles, we're down to about a minute. What Where are, we, where are you going to take us for about 30 seconds of that? <laughs> I, I read um, an article earlier. And I thought this was absolutely hilarious. California is hemorrhaging not just people, but Gen Z and millennials. Right. Everybody's getting off that ship. Because they can't afford it. So if you yep. get a you get an eight hundred square foot apartment for only three grand a month, come on. 
And I, the, the, but what what I find fascinating is that there's still a lot of talk that that Biden is going to step aside, and they think that Newsom is the front runner. His state is hemorrhaging people, people of every every ethnicity, every age group. They're bailing and leaving. And I think, how does that make him a front runner in anything? on a federal level. But listen, folks, we're out of time. Thank you very, very much for joining us. It's super important. Find us on Spotify, on Apple Podcast at whtc.com. Thank you very, very much for joining us. Please be safe, and we will see you next week.